1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: But that is not yet confirmed according to my most recent report. Uh, he shot and killed horrifically, incomprehensibly, uh, 14 students uh, and killed a teacher. Uh, Mr. Uh, Romus, the shooter, uh, he is he uh, he himself uh, is deceased, uh, and is believed that responding officers killed him.
3: That was Governor Greg Abbott who uh, made that announcement the past hour. So there's a lot of new updates coming out as we speak. Uh, joining us again is Fox News contributor Richard Fowler. Thanks for being here.
4: Oh, uh, thanks for having me. You
3: know, it was 10 years since the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, and now this uh, 15 people dead. What do you make of this?
4: I mean, today is just another really, really, really horrific day uh, in the United States. Uh, and it's worth pointing out, Sharon and Ryan, that we are one of the only countries in the world where this happens. <laughs> right. Uh, this is not. Ha- I mean, think about this. This is not happening, even when you really think about this, in places where there's actually conflict, there's actually ongoing geopolitical conflict, we are not seeing this level of mass shootings taking place, only in the United States. Um, and so we've got to ask ourselves as a society, uh, how much more are we willing to take? Um, and and just have to think about it. Today, 14 young people, 14 families, will no longer be the same um, there'll be 14 empty chairs uh, at dinner tonight and there'll be 14 families that are, are that are trying to comprehend why their elementary school student is not unpacking their backpack this afternoon
5: yeah i I, I have so many thoughts just um, in my my mind right now because you don't want to heavily politicized this moment uh, because you want to be present in this but I think we have to have real conversation here and we if you know we know that Texas is a red state. We know Governor Abbott's stance on on guns. I mean, he back last June he signed into law uh, Texans can carry uh, handguns without a license or training. Um, and so I wonder what does this mean for the state of gun reform? How can the GOP continue to um, stand firmly in the their 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 love for guns as we're seeing it in the ways that. We see it reflecting. This is not the first mass shooting of this year, unfortunately. We were just talking about another. And so what do you think about that in in the GOP stance on guns right now, especially Governor Greg Abbott?
4: Well, listen, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I I don't want to focus on the politics either here because I just want to focus on these, you know, 14 tender lives. But I'll be 100. I don't see much changing um, when it comes to that. Uh, And and listen, I, I think honestly, this is a conversation, like I said at the top of this interview, um, for the American people to now decide. We have to decide what type of society we want to live in. I feel like I'm a broken record when I say this, but we, especially as you know, tonight, today, um, millions of Americans are going to the polls to vote in midterm elections next Tuesday. More Americans will go to the polls to vote in midterm elections in a couple weeks from now. Um, we'll be going to vote uh, in the in general elections. Uh, in the midterm elections. We've got to figure out what we're willing to accept and what we're not willing to accept. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I can say that I'm not willing to accept another mass shooting at a school. I'm not willing to accept another mass shooting at a grocery store. I'm not willing to accept another mass shooting at a movie theater. I'm not willing to accept another mass shooting at a congressional meeting on the street corner. Um, But the question is, is how many other Americans are willing to accept the same thing?
3: Definitely. And uh, we just had some news that President Biden has been briefed on Uvalde, Texas, uh, the elementary school shooting, according to the White House. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre did post about this, um, and I'm sure we'll be hearing a statement from him uh, shortly. I mean, it seems like even as we say this in in Congress, there is someone speaking on this right now, um, reacting to this. But the question is, will any policy actually change?
4: Yeah, we're going to have to just wait to see. And I think one thing that is important to point out that oftentimes in these shootings, as horrific as this number looks, it's very likely that this number, 14, could likely potentially get even higher. Mm. Um, we saw this in, in, in Sandy Hook. We saw this at uh, Marjory, Stoneman, Marjory Stoneman, Stoneman Douglas High School. As this story continues to break, this number might potentially get higher Um Just as we're trying to figure out more details and as as news is beginning to gather on this. So just keep all those families uh, in your prayers and in your thoughts today um, as they deal with something that no parent ever wants to deal with.
5: Um, so it's, it's quite interesting. There is a clip out right now um, on Newsmax about uh, his solution for school shootings. And the Texas Attorney General, Kim Paxton, had this to say. And I think it's very important that we add it to the conversation.
6: Schools are wandering to schools. Uh- I know your team has dealt with this before. What were some of the solutions? And I know that Governor Abbott and Lieutenant Governor Patrick have also come up with tasks for task forces to harden these schools so they're not easy targets, easy prey for crazy people who go nuts with firearms. Uh, what What can you tell us has been talked about in the past? What has been implemented and
7: what hasn't been?
1: Yeah, sadly this has happened again, and it's, it's a horrible tragedy, but the types of things that we talked about, and I'll never forget it after the Santa Fe shooting, was having one point of entry, making it more difficult for people even to get in that point of entry, make sure that they, they and having potentially teachers and other administrators who have gone through training and who are armed, because first responders typically can't get there in time to prevent a shooting. Uh, they,
3: I mean... I I, it blows my mind uh, and it just I think it drives everyone crazy the fact that okay you can have these other solutions but you're like you're avoiding the main thing you're avoiding well there's two things there's like obviously we know mental health issues but also guns like (laughs) you're totally going around the
5: issue yeah it's just quite disappointing but we'll continue to send out updates uh, and continue to talk about this throughout the show Richard Fowler thank you so much for joining us
4: thanks for having me appreciate you both
0: And we'll be back with more of Let's Go There right after this. Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q.
5: Okay, so before, which we're going to continue to keep you updated on everything going on in, in Texas right now, but before he allegedly killed 10 people at a Buffalo supermarket on May 14th, the 18-year-old suspected shooter left a string of racist writings in online in an online forum called Discord, which is a popular voice, video, and text chat app. Um, how, though, is it kind of involved more in, in these mass shootings that we're seeing, especially by the Buffalo suspect? We actually have a tech reporter from the Washington Post, Tatum Hunter, joining us to break this down even further. Thanks for being a part of the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, so it was really interesting to hear about Discord, but go more a little bit in depth about what this new app is and how long it's been around.
7: So Discord launched in 2015 um, and it really has a reputation as a gathering place for video gamers, but it also uh, hosts a ton of different communities um you know that, that go far beyond generation z and gamers which people consider to be its core audience it's a chat app a lot like slack which you might use at work
3: okay yeah and i i know a lot of people are in it for the crypto and nft space it's become very popular but how was it used in this case um around uh, the buffalo shooter
7: so discord says that the suspected shooter used it almost like a personal diary um, that there was, uh, you know, a large quantity of uh, writing and racist screeds that he left on there. And that um, about 30 minutes prior uh, to the alleged crime, shared an invite to that channel, that personal channel um,
5: with a handful of people. So I guess, d- does the algorithm influence what people see on Discord like it, like we see it on social media?
7: No, on Discord, um, content does not get algorithmically amplified, which does happen on platforms like Twitter and Instagram. Um, When you log on, if you don't do anything to, you know, adjust your timeline, you'll see what an algorithm shows you rather than seeing things in the order that they happen. But Discord is different. Things unfold in real time. um, But that doesn't mean that kids and teens are always safe on there. Um, While they won't get sent down any um, violent or strange rabbit holes based on algorithms and the content they recommend, they still, you know, could get nudged uh, by invites into increasingly extreme communities. Mm
3: -hmm. And so how did this all come out? What what research was done? Or is it that, you know, the community actually called him out?
7: So that, uh, this is based on um, transcripts of those chats, those personal chats that the post is reviewed, and then Discord has released a statement to um, kind of helping people understand the timeline here and how many eyeballs were on these racist writings before uh, the crime itself.
5: Yeah, and you said that there's, uh, Discord hosts a ton of different groups. How often is it hosting a debt like in becoming a destination for hate groups?
7: I think that's really hard to say because of the, you know, because of the way the platform is designed. And but that's the same um, with other social media platforms too. That a lot of times um, the privacy, um, the privacy features that might draw people to these communities can also help cloak hate communities. So you know, Discord has made headlines in connection with this most re- this recent crime, as well as with the Unite the Right rally in Charleston. and 2017. But we talked to users who find it their communities on Discord to be really wholesome. Um, when I talked to parenting experts, they said that historically, Discord has had a pretty hands-off approach to content moderation, um, which may, you know, have caused it, uh, you know, to be a destination for the suspected shooter and for the far-right rally in Charleston as well.
3: You know, with that said, what is the platform planning to do to protect folks who are on the platform and to notify those who need to know when there's that type of information that is being shared?
7: So Discord's response to this, um, you know, has, has been to say that they are going to do everything in their power to keep bad actors off the platform. And they said that um, about 15 percent of their few hundred employees right now work, um, work in the realm of safety.
5: Yeah, and I guess with that also being said, how can parents keep their kids safe? Since this is also where a lot of, like you said, video game communities are, kid communities are. How does that work for them?
7: Yeah, yeah. I think moving away from like Discord statements now, just into my experience as somebody who reports on this stuff, it's parents are in a really tough position um, because you know Discord, uh, in my opinion, was not designed for young people. It was designed for adults, right? And so. Um, you know, they they might have all the best intentions in moderating the content on, the, on their platform. But the, the volume of that content is so high as to make that task really, really difficult, if not impossible. So for parents, I think that the, the trick is always involvement, both involvement as far as looking at your kid's app. Uh, you know, what communities are they a part of? It's all listed on the left hand menu um, You know, what what topics, what channel topics do they participate in inside those communities? But and most importantly of all, you know, parenting experts say that it needs to be an ongoing dialogue with your kid, not in a like didactic way, like do this, don't do that. Here's what's allowed in our household. While those things might be important sometimes, but more about here's how hate spreads online. Here's what people get out of being in a hate community. People are there because it gives them something. Right. And here's what these communities might look like if you ever come across one.
5: All right. Well, thank you so much, Tatum Hunter. Uh, we really appreciate you for joining us. Once again, Tatum Hunter is a technology help desk reporter at the Washington Post. Thank you. All right. Well, coming up next, could Florida actually
3: fine companies for banning politicians on their platforms? More on the big tech bill
0: next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan, Channel Q.
3: Florida was trying to get tech companies to pay them. Uh, they were trying to allow politicians to sue social media platforms if they were banned. So, uh, and guess what? It was struck down by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals today, uh, just hours before it was going to go into effect. So basically, Florida's big tech bill was actually signed in May of last year. It would enforce a $250,000 fine per day against these companies that banned a state politician or candidate for office uh, from their platforms. The law also allowed room for the state to sue social media platforms if they felt they were censoring or shadow banning candidates.
5: Yeah, because they're like third party, like you don't Florida doesn't own these companies, so you can't tell them what to do.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what they said. They said that these companies were their own private actors, even though some of them are publicly uh, traded, obviously, but therefore their actions aren't prohibited under the First Amendment. And they said neither law nor logic recognizes government authority to strip an entity of its First Amendment rights merely by labeling it a common carrier. Uh, but they did strike down this the, one of these laws, including allowing individuals banned from social media platforms to access their data for up to up to 60 days. So it seems like um, they'll be allowed to access their data at least for up to 60 days after they're banned or put on pause. Uh,
5: you know, I Ron DeSantis, I don't know if he's like shooting himself in the foot or if he's just like bored. You know what I mean?
3: I think he just wants to attack any any sort of quote unquote left leaning platform or anything under the guise of censorship, right? And a lack of free speech, yeah.
5: <laughs> which doesn't really seem like a great idea.
3: I mean, it it it, it kind of does if you're on their in on their side because they it seems to feed into the narrative they're trying to create and kind of like the uh, the fight they're trying to keep, create between the right and these tech companies. Even though, oddly enough, you know, Facebook, you could say uh, like or some of these have uh, voted Republican, so it's like are you actually fighting these folks? But in the end, you know, it, it's just this idea like that they're out to get them and that like the left doesn't want the right to be heard or seen. Yeah. You know, that's the conspiracy theory, if anything. But right now, for now, They cannot sue these companies. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis did not get away with what he wanted to do. So there you go. Well, next up on the show, Uvalde, Texas Chief of Police. He has actually some more updates on today's shooting at an elementary school. That and more next on What's Trending This Hour. Let's go
0: there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q.
3: All right. Welcome back to the show. More music coming up right here on Channel Q. But right now we're getting into uh, some more show for you. So we have um, a legal expert from The Insider joining us in 30 minutes to talk about the latest coming out of the Depp Herd trial. So stick around for that. Plus, Ryan Seacrest shares his recent underwear mishap. That is in the T-Report. Uh, So stick around for that in a moment, but let's get into some much trending this hour right now as we continue to cover this breaking news, uh, the shooting in Uvalde, Texas at an elementary school there. The chief of police, Pete Arredondo, gave this update on the Robb Elementary School shooting.
1: At approximately 11.32 a.m. this morning, there was a mass casualty incident at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. The school uh, has children that are in second, third and fourth grade i can confirm right now that we have several injuries uh, adults and students and we do have some deaths
2: uh,
1: the suspect is deceased at this point uh, dps is assisting with the investigation um, and at this point the investigation is leading uh, to tell us that the, the suspect uh, did act alone uh, during this hyenas crime at approximately 11:32 32 a.m
3: So now Governor Greg Abbott did say in a statement, uh, 14 students and a teacher are dead after the shooting that happened. Um, So we'll continue to cover that right here on the show as we get more updates. Moving on to uh, this story about 24-year-old right-wing extremist Ethan Schmidt, who has announced that he will be, quote, hunting LGBTQ LGBTQ allies around Phoenix, Arizona during June Pride Month in a video recorded by Schmidt and reposted onto Twitter by the right-wing watchdog account Patriot Takes. He explained that during June, he plans on exposing the satanic pride shrines for children and LGBTQ supportive employees at Target retail stores, which is also really horrifying, the idea that this is even being shared. This isn't the first time Schmidt has threatened to hunt LGBTQ people and allies. He has passed off his previous threats as jokes, um, and he has been banned from numerous social media platforms for allegedly spreading false information about the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, The question is, what will be done after a video like this, right? How do we take it seriously? Not just taking down a video and giving him a strike or taking him down on an account, but, like, how does police get involved to make sure this doesn't happen, right? Because that is a threat. Right. Moving on uh, to some news around Confederate leaders at Army bases. The Congressional Naming Commission, which was set up to remove Confederate names from military bases, has revealed their proposals to rename nine bases today. The proposed names include women, African-American, Native American, and Latino service members, which is, of course, a nod to the diverse ranks the U.S. military has benefited from over the years. They also recommended renaming a few of the bases after white men. Uh, So that is right now happening across the country, which is always a good thing. That was What's Trending This Hour, What's Happening in Entertainment News, Ryan.
5: Oh, my God. Well, Ryan Seacrest uh, apparently revealed a little too much during the American Idol season finale on Sunday. It's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Um, So, yeah, the host told Kelly Ripa about a behind-the-scenes wardrobe change On um, today's episode, well, yesterday's episodes of Live with Kelly and Ryan, saying that during a commercial break on Idol, his stylist, identified only as Miles, bluntly announced, We need to change your underwear. Here is a little bit of the clip.
1: Apparently,
5: (laughs) uh, America voted and (laughs) decided that there was anatomy
1: in the shot. And I said, Well, Miles, I didn't bring any extra underwear. He says, Don't worry, I've got mine.
5: No. 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 Yes. No. Yes. It was the no. middle of a live show. Nope. He had these change the camera shot. Uh, crotch up. I gotta tell the- you. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I I'm, I missed I actually was watching uh, some of the American Idol finale. Yep. I don't see how I missed the penis shot. Did he he didn't take the underwear? No, he switched underwear with his stylist, so he wore some other person's underwear, but which then, is kind of gross. Uh,
3: I mean, if it's clean.
5: Yeah, you I gotta do you check gotta too. <laughs> Apparently they were Calvin Klein, so hopefully okay. they clean.
3: You clean. Know, you know, it's easier, no offense, for guys to share than women. It's I've never shared bathing easy. suits. Listen, it's never I sh-
5: easy for a man, a, especially a cishet man. I'm. I would. I would die before I shared underwear with a. <laughs> it was clean man. if it was from like after being washed. N- no, I'm sorry. Cishet uh, men barely even wash their behind. Oh, that is not fair. I'm sorry. It's true. All the cis men, listen. cishet It's men true. Listening. If you look on social media, that's Oops. that's what that's what the consensus is. That's your T report, though. Okay. Uh,
3: Well, coming up next, uh, we are going to be talking to Emily Stewart from Vox.com about airport security and why you might be dishing out the bucks very soon to get um, through the line
0: that's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Um,
3: So, of course, the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial is back in session this week, and every day we are definitely learning more. It is just wild to see what is coming out of this trial. Our Favorite legal expert from Insider is back with us, Jacob Shamsian, to give us all the updates. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so what has come up between yesterday and today, and how um, is Jason Momoa now involved?
2: Yeah, so uh, so basically, what happened at the very beginning of today's court session is Amber Heard rested her case. So the past uh, week or or so, uh, she has not only presented her defense of Johnny Depp's claims, but has presented her counterclaim, which is that, in fact, uh, Johnny Depp defamed me and has thrown my career path off and all of that. Um, So throughout today, Johnny Depp presented his defense of Amber Heard's counterclaims where, you know, and, and witnesses who testified on his behalf said, no, Amber Heard's career wasn't really going anyway, anywhere. She never had chemistry with Jason Momoa. She was never going to have a bigger role in Aquaman 2, and none of this is my fault.
5: Which, I mean, if fans of Aquaman, they just kind of got a spoiler because she's, she's you know telling the world about how much her involvement in the movie was. But also, Kate Moss, was she testifying today? Why is she a part of this whole thing now?
2: So... She's expected to testify uh, tomorrow, uh, along with Johnny Depp, actually, uh, right before he you know, rests his rebuttal case, as it's termed. Uh, basically, the reason Kate Moss h- is going to be called to the stand is because when Amber Heard testified earlier, she kind of talked about how she had this fight with Johnny Depp at the top of a flight of stairs. And she remembered, you know, thinking of Kate Moss, uh, presumably alluding to this unverified story about Johnny Depp's pushing kate moss down the stairs in the 1990s um and and therefore this like thought she should punch johnny depp in self-defense so uh johnny depp's lawyers are going to try to call kate moss to testify it's going to be via remote video link she won't be there in, in person so i hear um and, and you know kate moss will presumably talk about how none of this ever happened
3: wow this is just fascinating I guess like the the defense or who's in defense right here because it feels like both are defending themselves but johnny depp seems to be defending himself against the defamation and abuse claims just saying that what that amber heard isn't in her right mind and is that a good enough defense
2: yeah i mean the you know the the claims it's not so much like a a claim about the mental state it's just kind of you know they're trying to uh, put together all this evidence saying that her narrative just isn't right um, and they're presenting a combination of people who were there and could testify about what did or didn't happen, according to, you know, Amber Heard's narrative. And they're also presenting various experts. So, uh, for instance, Amber Heard had, you know, psychological experts, had had, had this person who, could, who testified about uh, the medical records regarding Johnny Depp's finger, which was famously cut off, saying, you know, this is all Johnny Depp's fault. He's not telling the truth about his alcohol use. He's not telling the truth about what happens with his finger. And uh, and today we hear a lot of, in my opinion, quite tedious testimony uh, from experts at Johnny Depp called to the stands, which is basically saying, like, no, our narrative is right and your narrative is wrong. And so that's what a lot of today was spent uh, was spent on.
5: So the question of the hour is, when is this over? Because it feels like a lot and it's been going on for it feel, what feels like forever at this point.
2: We are almost there. Uh, The closing arguments are scheduled to be held on Friday. Uh, The judge, I think, is running a pretty tight ship, and it's going to happen on Friday. After that point, she's going to give the jury their instructions, and I guess they're going to start deliberating either the end of day Friday or uh, once they return from Memorial Day weekend on Tuesday, although there is a possibility that they're going to choose to deliberate through Memorial Day weekend, but I doubt it. Um, But yeah, verdict I would expect next week. End of uh, presentation to the jury. End of this
5: week. What happens to like careers after we see such like high-profile cases mm-hmm. like this? Like what? Where where will Johnny Depp and Amber Heard be after this?
2: Oh man, um, you know there really hasn't been anything like this before. I think with Amber Heard, you know she uh, never had as big a profile as Johnny Depp, and it seems like you know she's going to continue being in the Aquaman. Movies in the DC universe, although maybe not um, such a big role, although it seems like her the minimization of her role was kind of on track for happening but before this trial. Um, and so I would expect her to continue, you know, being in independent movies and, and you know, making a name for herself, maybe slowly inching up uh, in star power. Um, I'm sure, like, you know, every time she gets cast in anything, there's going to be just, like, hashtag Amber Turd being banned on, on Instagram comments all the time. I, hope, I mean, I would hope that, you know, depending on the verdict of this case, uh, that studios, you know, are willing to work with that and, and won't just throw arms at the bus. For Johnny Zepp, I think uh, he is in, He, I mean, he's been in trouble. Like, these allegations aren't new. They're more exhaustive uh, in the presentation now. Um, but he's also clearly shown that he has a huge fan base that's willing to support him online. And I imagine he will be willing to show up in movies for him. So I I think it it really is a big question mark. If he wins this case, which I think is unlikely simply because it's really hard to win a case like this, then I think that that could really lead to a real career resurgence. Otherwise, I would guess, you know, he'll maybe get a few more roles, but Disney still isn't going to work with him. He's not going to be in a Pirates movie. He's not going to be in many family-friendly movies.
3: Okay. Well, that was insider legal expert Jacob Shamsian. Thank you so much again.
2: Thanks for having me.
3: Okay, next up, this woman has shared her secrets and how she became hotter in her 50s. I mean, I'm intrigued. No matter
0: what age you are, I want to hear. That's next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q.
3: This 50-year-old is showing that she is actually looking better in her 50s than 40s. So you'd think, I saw this article, I'm like, oh, th- is this like a, a promotion for like the diet tea or something or like an <laughs> advertisement? Yeah. No. So this is this TikToker, Anna Maria Kalebek. She said in the post, I lost my groove in my 40s, but thankfully I found it again in my 50s. Good nutrition, strength training, and taking good care of myself are just some of the changes I've made, which have given me my confidence Oh my back. God,
5: that's just like her just saying, yeah, I drink water.
3: <laughs> hey, hydration is very important. Sometimes we only realize that later in life. Uh, but she, she also uses her Instagram to share her glow-up tips, uh, healthy eating workouts, but gut health. We've talked about this before, gut health. She says, I count plants not calories. It's the reason why I feel fitter now in my 50s than I did in my 20s. I mean,
5: there has to be something to it, you know? She
3: looks really hot. I mean, she looks good. And I don't feel like she's she's not even promoting a brand or anything. But she said, you know, gut health. Um, You need to consume at least 30 different plant foods in a week.
5: That doesn't seem like fun.
3: I mean, it is when you get used to it. It's crunchy. Your body cr- starts craving it,
5: actually. I don't think any... No one's body's craving lettuce unless you're a rabbit. I I crave lettuce.
3: If I hadn't well, had my greens point in proven. a whole day or something, I start craving it. Point like, proven. I need to have it. And it's true. The more you eat something, the more you do crave it. Your body feels better eating it. Haven't you been eating more salads or veggies? I eat
5: salads all the time.
3: Do, and do you like it? Are you finding you like it more as you get older?
5: Yeah, I mean I like I've always liked salads.
3: Okay. Well then you're one of the lucky ones, Ryan.
5: Who hasn't like who doesn't like lettuce? Oh my
3: god. I actually have a friend over the weekend that I was with and she's literally is like, I do not like fruits or vegetables. Like, do not give her fruits or vegetables and she survives off of everything but fruits or vegetables. Oh,
5: so she's planning to die early then. I mean,
3: hey, look at that. You can tell
5: her, Uh, but I I, mean, that's what I'm. If you're if you're only eating what grease and carbs, basically,
3: like pizza and like grilled cheeses and I don't want to police
5: what anyone is eating. If you if you're happy with what you're eating, then
3: well, you might be happy now. I don't know how your body's gonna feel about it later. Well, everything
5: comes with a consequence. There you go. I'm not gonna be Miss Judgy
3: Patterson. So here's the thing: a lot of people were claiming this person is faking it—makeup and good lighting—which I think is really unfair. Like, let this woman have her glow up. I don't. I don't think she would be sharing all this if it wasn't actually helping her. So why does it have to always be the makeup and the filters?
5: Oh God, are
3: we done? And that is what's trending. Okay, coming up next, we've got what's trending this hour. (laughs) More on the world's fastest passenger jet. It's starting to be tested out. We're going to be able to travel
0: far in a very short period of time. We're in the future, Ryan. Are you ready? Now. Next. (laughs) Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. Welcome back
3: to the show and more music coming up right here on Channel Q. But right now we've got some more news. We're going to be talking about dork dancing and how it can help your mental health the founder joins us in 30 minutes Uh, plus a rock icon checks himself into rehab that's in the t report in a moment first let's get into some what's trending this hour though right now uh, a gunman has killed 15 people 14 of them children at a texas elementary school that's according to governor greg abbott marks the dead, deadliest school shooting in the state's history and here is Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy pleading with his colleagues to take action today
5: what are we doing what are we doing just days after a shooter walked into a grocery store to gun down African American
3: patrons we have another sandy hook on our hands What are we doing? There
5: have been more mass shootings than days in the year. Our kids are living in fear. Every single time they set foot in a classroom because they think they're going to be next. What are we doing? Why do you spend all this time running for the United States Senate? Why do you go through all the hassle of getting this job, of putting yourself in a position of authority? If your answer is that as this slaughter increases, as our kids run for their lives, we do nothing.
3: Again, that was Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy uh, today. Really powerful words right there. And also, uh, speaking of powerful words, Amanda Gorman, uh, the poet laureate. Um, shared a poem to Twitter following the news of the shooting in Uvalde, Texas, saying schools scared to death. The truth is one education under desks stoop low from bullets that plunge. When we ask where our children shall live and how and if um, moving on to some other news today, some lighter news. Plane manufacturer Bombardier confirmed the launch of its new business jet Global 8000, resuming the race to restore supersonic passenger flights nearly two decades after Concorde's retirement. The Global 8000 is still in construction. It will be the world's fastest and longest range purpose-built business jet, according to the Canadian company. They would travel about 779 miles per hour, which is actually faster than the speed of sound. Most commercial aircrafts for context, only fly around f- uh, 575 miles per hour. United Airlines indicated that supersonic routes could be available as early as 2029 when they secured a deal to buy 15 supersonic jets last year. That was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news, Ryan?
5: Okay, so Steven Tyler um, has relapsed and voluntary, uh, voluntarily uh, checked uh, himself into a rehab. Uh, this is according to his Aerosmith bandmates. They said in a joint statement today, as many of you know, our beloved brother Stephen has worked on his sobriety for many years after foot surgery to prepare for the stage. The necessity of pain management during the process, he has recently relapsed and voluntarily entered a treatment program to concentrate on his health and recovery. Oh, wow. The statement concluded by sharing Aerosmith's plans to cancel the first set of their Las Vegas residency dates in June and July. This decision will allow Tyler to focus on his well-being. Instead, um, Joe Perry, Tom Hamilton, Joey Kramer, and Brad with Phil wrote. So... um, Dax Shepard actually spoke about this after a surgery and he ended up being on like opiates and relapsed uh, on his sobriety as well. And um, I think this is such a big, you know, deal um, and, and I'm so happy that Steven is taking the steps for his own sobriety and, and recalibrating that. Yep. Um, they say we will continue our 2022 date starting in September and we'll let you know um, any further updates as soon as we can. We are devastated that we have inconvenienced so many of you, especially our most loyal fans who often travel great distances to experience our shows. And that's your team report. We have more coming up next hour.
3: Okay, well next 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 up, the study that is looking to reveal the effect of our phones on
0: mental health. More on that next. Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q.
3: The University of Oregon is doing a study on the impact that phones have on our mental health using Google's health studies app. I don't know how comfortable people are going to feel with Google knowing everything about them. I mean, you have to consent into this, but still. Uh, The researchers say they're going to collect, quote, direct objective measures of how people use their phones with passive and continuous sensing technology. They also say that your phone will be able to directly measure many of the well-established building blocks of well-being, like sleep and physical activity. So uh, this is, of course, very much needed. I mean, we need to have more um, science and studies around our phone and its impact on our mental health, because, of course, it does impact our mental health, right? Right.
5: Yeah, it most definitely does Um, in in more ways than one. I think a lot of times we're still trying to figure out how to navigate these things.
3: Definitely. Um, So I I find this fascinating. You could actually download the app right now in the Google Play Store. It's the Google Health Studies app to join into this study. Um, But this really shows, of course, the latest prioritization to really understand how it impacts us. And the question is, I wonder if the phones and the companies and the apps that we're using then will be held more accountable if they're seeing like directly how they impact us.
5: But we I feel like we have these conversations all the time. And even with last week, we talked about the Twitter expert, well, the guy that worked for Twitter and he got secretly recorded saying that, you know, you know, Twitter is all about censoring and and silencing some some people right and i feel like a lot of these people understand that work for these tech companies they understand what is going on in and what the cultural conversation is surrounding these platforms and it's like if they're not willing to do anything about it because it's still it's it's if they do do something about it, it won't help them make any more money or make money because all of this is capitalism at the end of the day then there's really not much that can change
3: yeah that's true there's an uh, a new app called Be Real and it actually they're trying to solve that where they give you only a certain amount of time per day to post and then people could only view that within that period of time and you could only post that so it kind of creates a certain timeline for everything so you're not just hanging out on your phone yeah. which could be a solution to all of this.
5: Yeah I mean it could be actually but I would love to know what you all think at LGT Show.
3: Definitely. Hit us up. Slide into our DMs. But, you know, speaking of uh, the topic of mental health, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. There is a way uh, that you could help your mental health right now. And it's it's one solution that people talk about, movement and dancing. And there's actually uh, someone who founded something called Dork Dancing. And he's going to be joining us next to talk more about it. Stick around.
0: Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q.
3: Of course, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. This is kind of our mental health hour. We've been talking about a lot of things and something caught my attention today and I wanted to talk about it.
5: I think this speaks volume on what catches (laughs) Shira's attention.
3: Uh, There was an article all about dork dancing Um, and it's actually an official thing and it's all about bringing a dance party to the parks Helping people with their mental health But how, well here is Dork Dancing founder, Ethan Levy Ethan, welcome to the show
6: Thank you so much Appreciate being here
3: Oh my god, tell us more about Dork Dancing How did you come up with this?
6: Yeah, sure um, Well, I guess it's sort of a long story So, But I'll try to make it as short as I can Yeah, we um, only
5: have five minutes
6: <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah um, so, I just sort of found the simplicity of dancing like a dork in my room to be something quite helpful uh, in my journey of just sort of uh, recovering from different mental health challenges and noticed that, yeah, just dancing kind of silly, goofy, uh, free just like helped me feel good or feel better. And uh, I decided to go out in public and introduce this uh, dork dancing for mental health idea or concept in response to. Uh, COVID-19 and the lockdowns and the mental health crisis that I was uh, observing.
5: So how did other people get involved?
6: Yeah. um, So I started uh, dorks dancing uh, initially in Da Nang, Vietnam. And I just shared the idea on Facebook and, uh, you know, just told a bunch of people who are like friends or or even strangers. And uh, yeah, so people discovered it either online or they passed. Past uh, me physically When I was dancing And in that way People sort of Discovered uh, the idea
3: Well Ethan Guess what You're meeting a fellow Dork dancer here If you check out My TikTok <laughs> and my Instagram I am a proponent of this And an advocate uh, But oh, how, yeah? how does dancing Impact your mental health?
6: Yeah it's a great question um, So for me And I think a lot of other people It's really easy to Like overthink things um, And be trapped a bit by heavy self-consciousness or um, just doubt and anxiety and things. And dancing uh, helps you get into your body um, and escape some of the pressures of the mind and maybe negative thinking and and whatnot. So uh, for those who have direct experience with uh, dancing or dorks dancing, uh, they can sort of just observe and likely feel that for themselves that, Jumping up and down gets sort of the, the endorphins and whatnot pumping, and you just feel better afterwards. And it's a very simple idea, but uh, it works, and I've observed that it works, uh, and just continue to do it.
5: Um, okay, so who's your target audience here? I mean, dorks, I feel like are some of the hottest people ever, and so it's really feels like counterintuitive to be like, oh, we're dorks, but like it's hot that someone can just like dance randomly and like not care what other people think so is that really a dork movement right that's funny yeah
6: dork is a really interesting word because it has different connotations and i think more or less that can reflect um the different perspectives or connotations around mental health as well it can be something quite negative uh or it could be something positive and uh, I, I see. There's you could either be a, like an ashamed dork or a proud dork, and my hope, like through a dork dancing practice, we can uh, elevate feelings of shame into feelings of pride. And uh, yeah, so a dork can be silly, goofy, and free, but also uh, it can be self-conscious, awkward, and uncomfortable. So it's one of those things.
3: Can you go through like how it works? So like, I sign up. Like, what happens? Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Uh, so I mean. Currently, I'm organizing Dirk Dancing uh, twice every weekend, and I just bring out the speakers uh, and turn on the music and lead a little warm-up, and uh, the invitation's open for anyone to join. We show different dorky moves to break the ice. What then, is a dorky move?
3: Is it like the robot and the running man? Oh, yeah, you know, a
6: dorky move is just sort of moving anything uh, in any way, and often people I try to I avoid...
5: I think of Fortnite
6: when you say dork <laughs> yeah, dancing. Yeah, there's lots of popular news there. Um, yeah, so there's no right or wrong way, and often people try to avoid looking like a dork. But with dork dancing, we try to embrace that. Um, so just trying to discover what that looks like. Uh, so the idea is, yeah, just let loose, be silly, goofy. You know, if other types of dancing uh-huh. happens, like you know, uh, what may traditionally be viewed as good dancing, that's okay too. Um, that the main idea is just to sort of dance.
5: Is this a free activity or, you know, are, are you people paying for it? your serve, your dork <laughs> dancing services?
6: Yeah, uh, so everything's been free thus far. I just sort of go out in public and offer it uh, as a resource for the community. Uh, still in the process of, like, figuring out the business model and trying to find ways to make money so it can be more self-sustaining sus- uh, and eventually grow, um, but the, the events for like out in public are, are definitely free That's,
5: it sounds like a workout like a thing too it like you're, you're giving a workout class
6: <laughs> yeah yeah you, you burn a lot of uh, calories uh, dancing and there's been some dork dancers that have reported you know I've like lost 10 or so pounds and been oh. for mental health but There's definitely a physical health uh, benefit as well.
3: So in about one and a half years, you've built a community of over 950 dork dancers. I don't know if I should be scared. or In total, these dorks have danced over 6,000 times. Uh, Where are you doing this exactly? Where could people find you?
6: Yeah, so right now we have uh, locations in Da Nang, Vietnam, uh, Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam, and uh, I'm currently starting it here in Denver, Colorado. Uh, And then we also are organizing... uh, online door dancing too to try to make it more accessible for people who aren't in those locations sure
3: that's for you i mean you might have a new um community member (laughs) just saying
6: (laughs) right that'd be amazing yeah it's uh, it's on sunday mornings for the online
3: oh sunday mornings at what time
6: uh for mountain standard time that's 9 a.m um it's, it's a bit early
5: but uh, it's it's a good way to start the day. It's never too early to dork dance. Exactly.
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, Ethan Levy, thank you so much. This is just great. You made us smile today, and we could really use that.
6: (laughs) Well, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having interest in the the concept and hope uh, you guys
5: feel inspired to do a little dork dancing. I feel like Ethan's wondering if this was a real interview or were we (laughs) trolling him. I promise you, we really enjoyed that you're dork dancing. You're super cute. (laughs) It's great. And uh, you'll I'll get a yes it. queen. It's
3: a great Yeah, an moment. early yes queen. Yeah, give him a yes okay, queen. Okay, give him a yes wait, queen. Wait, wait, hold on, Ethan.
5: Yes mm-hmm. queen. There you go. <laughs> yes queen is like getting equivalent to an Oscar, so you're welcome. <laughs> Well, thank you so much.
6: Really appreciate that.
3: All right. Well, again, that was Ethan Levy. For more, go to DorkDancing.com, and I'm sure you're open to people starting it in their neck of the woods as well. Oh
5: yeah, like a chain. Yes, that would be amazing.
3: Yes, look at that. We're coming up with ideas right here. Okay. Have a great rest of your day, and keep dancing. Sure. Thank you. You as well. Next up, more on the social media liability bill that passed in the California State Committee and how it will impact the mental health of teens everywhere next.
0: Let's go there with Shira and Ryan. Channel Q. All right. Welcome back
3: to the show and stick around for more music right here on Channel Q. Right now, let's get into some more news of the day and uh, the show for this hour. Discord. Uh, what is it? What is this platform and how it was used by the recent Buffalo shooter that's in 30 minutes? Plus, a pop star is in some relationship drama. Ryan's got that tea in a moment. But first, let's get into some what's this hour. VP Kamala Harris is speaking out about the Texas elementary school shooting today at the APAICS annual summit. Here's what she had to say. Enough is enough.
1: enough. As
7: a nation, we have to have the courage to take action and understand the nexus between what makes for reasonable and sensible public policy to ensure something like this never happens again. So the President will speak more about this later. Um, But for now, I will just say to the people of Uvalde, uh, please know that this is a room full of leaders who grieve with you.
3: And we are praying for you. And we stand with you. That was VP Kamala Harris giving her statement on the Texas shooting that happened earlier today. Um, Just in case you haven't heard or you want the latest updates, um, a teenage gunman opened fire at an elementary school in South Texas, killing. And now we're seeing this update, 18 children and three adults before the suspect was also killed. Um, governor Governor Greg Abbott, so the suspect, is identified as 18-year-old Salvador R- uh, Ramos, was apparently killed by police officers responding to the scene and that two officers were struck by gunfire, though the governor said their injury, injuries were not
5: serious. I just also so, want to say really quickly, um, uh, yeah. this marks at least the 30th shooting at a K-12 school in 2022, um, excluding... This uh, shooting so far in 2022, there have been at least 38 shootings in K-12 schools, colleges, and universities, resulting in at least 10 deaths and 51 injuries. It's
3: horrific. And actually, we have um, someone joining us tomorrow on the show at 2.35 p.m. Pacific, 5.30 p.m. Eastern, the president of Stand with Parkland and father of the late Gina Rose Montalto joining us so definitely stick around for that conversation as we continue to cover this uh, story and this tragic event right here that's happening in our country uh, moving on to Caitlyn Jenner who was on the pivot a show saying that transgender women like you pants or Leah Thomas should not be able to compete in sports against those assigned female at birth here's a little bit of that clip
6: want biological boys competing in women's sports um uh, we have to protect women's sports bottom line that's it that's my stance is there more to it than that absolutely there's a lot more to it yeah but obviously and my my issue is not with leah thomas honestly leah thomas played by the rules she did everything she had to do the ncaa had set up sets of rules uh, for trans athletes, she followed him to the T um, and uh, went out there. When my problem was, it was with the NCAA. The rules are wrong. OK, it's not fair. Rules.
3: Meanwhile, the World Swimming Coaches Association has released its position statement on transgender swimming last week, saying the option for a dedicated trans division had received overwhelming support from its members. They also stressed that it had an unequivocal agenda to ensure everyone is treated with both dignity and respect finally uh, carbon monoxide poisoning was determined to be the cause of the death for three americans found dead at a sandals resort in the bahamas the three americans died under mysterious circumstances at the sandals emerald bay resort on the island of exuma on may 6th while staying in separate villas really horrible news there but that was what's trending this hour. What's happening in entertainment news?
5: Yeah, so uh, one former One Direction member uh, Liam Payne and his, uh, I guess, fiance uh, Maya Henry, they have an on-and-off-again relationship. Well, it's off again now. Oh. It's time for the T-Report. Those pop culture stories trending right now. Apparently, Liam um, is single again amid a viral photo scandal that saw him with his arms wrapped tightly around another woman. Um, Maya actually commented on one of the copies of the photo that had been shared to a Liam fan page, um, with her tagged saying, I love all the fans so much, but please stop sending me these photos of my fiance wrapped around another woman. This is not me. It's hard enough knowing this has happened without seeing it enough now. Oh. Uh, Liam didn't comment on the photo, but, um, yeah. Yeah. This is wild according according to people in ET though not only is the couple broken up but they have been for over a month now oh. so That's, he was single yeah, that certainly makes her use of the word fiance and her Thursday a uh, common interesting though definitely because she still called him her fiance yeah,
3: it seems like a complicated thing a lot of drama
5: yeah but
3: I hope they figure it out and they move on happily ever
5: after in their own lives yeah I, do you? Do you, you? are chuckling like you just know tea during the tea report. Would you like to share with the no, class? No, no. All
3: right. Uh, I well, I, I was uh, Liam was at uh, the conference I was at. Oh, cool. Um, but supposedly, according to his reps, the media is not telling
5: the full story. As they never and I do. do. Wow, well, we can set the, sto- we can well, set but, the no, story straight the whole thing is right that now. I
3: believe, I mean, yes, he, he was with a person, obviously, that was not his quote-unquote fiancé, but it seems like they were split. It just hadn't been announced.
5: Oh. So they
3: were both, you know, he is single and well, ready to mingle.
5: There we go. That's your <laughs> T-Report. Head over to we Q. com to check out more.
3: Okay, well, coming up next on... The show, what's going on?
5: Oh my God, we are talking about... Oh my goodness! What are we it's not Discord. About? Discord is is after that. <laughs> I'm sick. So. We got so distracted by of... Liam Payne. <laughs> well, because you were trying to. I needed you to share some tea. I trying you to be respectful. Oh, I know what we're talking about. We're talking about the TSA and pre-check and why the airport is like op- absolutely awful. And right what now.
3: to do? Is it better to do pre uh, pre-check or clear? Yeah.
1: More next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.